And we're live. High five. All right. Kind of live. I'm kind of... uh, (laughs) I think I slept over three hours. Well, there's a difference between live and lively. Uh, All right. We'll go with... uh, I'm certainly not lively. I I hope to get lively as we talk about uh, Xbox. (laughs) Maybe it won't be so lively. Yeah. yeah, It sounds like Xbox is going to be an incredibly lively discussion. I mean, I've probably played three games on the system. Yeah, so so I, I was just right now going through the Metacritic list of uh, the top 100 games, and there are only two that I've actually ever touched, and they weren't on the Xbox. Uh, and those were Psychonauts, which uh, was part of a, a humble bundle, I believe. Uh, so I, I played that for 15 minutes on PC and found the <laughs> colors and audio and stuff so garish that i i just couldn't get into it at all <laughs> not looking and, good for xbox and and the other one was um metal gear solid 2 which i i played on its original system the ps2 so have you never played an xbox like you've never held that enormous controller in your hand you've never no. like really wow i I'm trying to remember because so at the time when it came out, it was kind of still like a it was like a super cool to own system. I feel like uh, I remember like I don't know what kind of people you hung out with at the time, but for me it was like <laughs> the what was even out. I think PlayStation Two, right? Yeah, and GameCube PlayStation Two would have been it. Yeah, and like those like obviously GameCube was for kids. PlayStation Two was for all the nerds that played with their Final Fantasy and their their whatever Metal Gear. Um, kind of, kind of like, I mean, still like the cool kids played PlayStation two, but Xbox was like, man, this has halo. It's so cool. Look at these awesome controllers. Um, there's kind of a little, a bit of that. And so, um, I never personally owned an Xbox when it was, uh, popular. I did pick up one, I think for free actually after the fact. Um, but at the time, uh, I basically just played whatever games everyone else was playing just because I was in college. You know, you'd go and hang out with your friends and everyone was so in Halo and whatever at the time. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's honestly <laughs> like for me to call out my favorite Xbox game seems kind of silly. But uh, I, I did play Halo. I did play um, there was I think Dead or Alive 3 was out at the time. And then there was like that beach volleyball thing or whatever. Uh, I, I'm just trying to actually remember what was even what else was even like big at the time you said you were looking at the top 100 games list like what else was yeah. well like you what know, are the to, top 10 I, I don't even really remember the system you know there's a, there's actually some good variety mm. in in the titles and there's a lot that i've heard of and and there's even some that i've bought uh, and and have intended on playing on pc so the number mm. one is halo yeah, yeah and then and then there's the grand theft auto double pack which yeah, is liberty yeah. city and vice city okay uh halo 2 ninja gaiden <laughs> black yeah, I, rem- I, I remember when they announced they were going to make Ninja Gaiden games for the system, and everyone was like, "What?" Because <laughs> it was this like they were wondering if all the all the uh, Japanese developers would like part ways with Sony or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was it, it. Started with Tecmo, and I don't know if it ever really got any momentum. No, not a whole lot. It, it was it was largely an American system. Yeah. Um, so Splinter Cell, Burnout Three, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Like it seems like there was a good number of Bioware mm. support. Uh, more Splinter Cell, Tony Hawk. Uh, I mean, to be more. fair, a lot of these were, I think, multi-platform too at the time. Yeah, 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 they were. If not, practically all of them. I mean, uh, Halo certainly wasn't. No, Halo was definitely uh, um, an exclusive. Yeah, I'm not seeing an an, ex- an exclusivity sticker on anything here other than Halo. Right. I remember. Um, go, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I remember. Uh, uh jet set radio they had a exclusive title for xbox um i don't know what system the first game was on i remember it came out on dreamcast and i don't know if that was the very first one or if there was something that came out before that uh but uh me and a couple colleagues really liked that game and then they came out with an xbox one the xbox one was cool like i wouldn't i actually do think i like the dreamcast one more but since we're talking about xbox um i you know i I could throw that game out there too i guess so for me it would have to be uh that one and halo i guess out of the right. <laughs> four games i've played five games yeah well it's 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 interesting because i mean the other one that we were hoping to get to because we have more memories of is gamecube right um and 
Well, I mean, I guess we already did an episode on the PlayStation 2. And like, if you if you check out the sales, they're a little bit tainted because PlayStation 2 sales are being recorded even in as late as 2011. Uh, whereas Xbox sales, they stopped tracking it in 2006. Hmm. But like uh, PS2 had over 150 million units sold, whereas Xbox had around 24 million. Right. Yeah. 24. And, wow. That's that's pretty impressive, really. I mean, the original Nintendo, the Super Nintendo was like 40. Right. Well, yeah, th- that's actually what's surprising me because the GameCube, the GameCube only had 22 million. I remember they were really struggling to sell GameCubes, and part of it was like. I mean, the Nintendo 64 also didn't do so well. I mean, I think it did pretty decently in the States, mm-hmm. but not in Japan. And then, like, I don't know. It was, like, it was another Nintendo system that wasn't mainstream. I remember at the time being surprised how how little it was selling even. Um, I wonder, actually, is that global sales? Yeah. Yeah. So think about it. I mean, I imagine probably half of those were in Japan, right? And Yeah. Whereas it was the inverse with Xbox, like almost nothing was in Japan. Yeah, and so Xbox significantly outsold GameCube in the States then, right? Or in the West, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I could name probably 10 GameCube games I really liked um, and have a lot more experience with that system. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, that that seemed interesting to me because where you were saying it was kind of the cool thing to have, like, I didn't have that memory because I was in the PlayStation crowd. Mm -hmm. But... I was too. I just my I, uh, my friends and stuff in college yeah, yeah, were yeah. very much Xbox people. Well, that that's what's starting to come back to me a little bit. Is that, yeah, I did have some friends who were into Xbox, and I remember I had one roommate with a GameCube, and I I think that was the only person I knew that had a GameCube until I got one. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Um, it was definitely an alternative system. Like it was kind of like Dreamcast. I think it was like if you had the yeah. GameCube, you you were probably that that one person, right? Yeah, so so it, they're the same generation. So Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube, and Xbox—it's all the same generation. And so GameCube, uh, they uh, definitely came last in the war, and only had nine point thirteen million. Wow! In the in the West, you mean that? So period. Ga- <laughs> GameCube sold less than <laughs> than Dreamcast. No, no, no. That's that's Dreamcast that had the oh, nine point one three oh, period. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, so, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really remember it that way. I mean, I never really cared about generations or whatever, but like a, yeah. Dreamcast, of course, was like the first new system of that batch a generation, I guess. But like it, it came out and I think I feel like they shut it down before the other systems even really started to gain momentum. Yeah. Right? It doesn't yeah, really like, feel like it was competing at the same time. Yeah, like I'm trying to see. Yeah, they basically. Yeah, Dreamcast was the first to market. They they mm. were released in 98. Yep. In Japan, 99 yep. in North America. And they stopped production uh, April 2001. Uh, <laughs> I'm used to the 2020s. Yeah. <laughs> April 2001. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, they, they actually stopped production of the Dreamcast uh, five months before the GameCube was released. There in you Japan. go. Yeah, that sounds consistent with uh, what I remember. I, I don't even, like, I think I got... My, I, I certainly got my Dreamcast after that, or very close to then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder how, like, did they still make games for a while? Or maybe, like, we all knew it was dead. I think it was very oh, obvious, no. yeah, the system wasn't yeah. really going to take off. Like, like if, if you consider that they released it um, about six-ish months before the PlayStation 2 was released, and then they canceled it, like, about a year later... They they must have just seen like PlayStation Two had so much momentum there was no hope of yeah doing anything. I wonder. I don't really know the economics of of video game console design, but like ten million systems. I mean, obviously, if that was Nintendo or someone coming out with that, that would be a failure. I mean, I'm sure it was a failure, but like, did they lose money? Mm-hmm. Like, was that they like mu- they must have? Well, I think they were losing. I I think the the stance with a lot of the companies is that they used to sell the consoles at a loss hoping that they were going to make it all back on the software licensing. And I think Dreamcast had a really big piracy problem. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember figuring out how to make that, uh, that whatever they call it, the boot disk, and then you were good to go with anything. It's almost like they didn't even bother trying to put any sort of real protection in there. No, yeah, that's, that's the way I, I understood it. Yeah. Because it was just a regular CD yeah. drive. 
Yep. So how about that Xbox? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I, I, that's that's all the extent of my memories right there is just that I had a, a few people that I knew that owned it and, and talked about how great Halo was. I think so at the time I was in college um, and then we we used to play a lot of Battlefield 1942, not even the full game, but just the demo mm-hmm. uh, in our computer lab at school. So we would have like a full 16 people playing that at once mm-hmm. and it, it was so much fun man uh and it's it's mouse and keyboard first person shooter with mouse and keyboard is is great and so i had a friend that was really into halo and he tried to convince us to play that and so we loaded that up in the computer lab and i feel like we we got a night out of it and just nobody was nearly as hooked as battlefield 1942 and so we just all reverted to that again i yeah, <laughs> that's not at all surprising. I feel like it was very clicky back then. Even now, people are like, they play this game and or they play that game. But um, at the time, there was definitely a big thing because that was a, a big Xbox thing, right? Was bringing these these uh, computer games to console mm-hmm. and then everyone had to deal with using the controller. And I remember a lot of people actually um, really liked the the mapping they, they did with the controller. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of people didn't. Um, I certainly, like I was never really a PC gamer. Uh, so I didn't really know what I was missing, but since I wasn't really into that kind of game anyway, mm. it wasn't like I didn't really get hooked too much. Uh, in the case of Halo, in all honesty, I never really did figure out what the big deal was. It was fine. My friends played it, so I played it, but it was like, sure, whatever. At the time, I was, I mean, I think I, I'm getting a reputation, especially with you, for like, <laughs> like rejecting any game that is like deeply story based <laughs> that too right um but at the time like i really liked games that were more like story and like jrpgs and stuff and halo to me it's like it looks ugly and it's just i don't know just there wasn't a lot of appeal for for what i was in for me and yeah. considering what i was into at the time yeah uh but gamecube that one is a little bit more interesting to me um as I said, I, I actually only knew one person that was interested in that, but he, he was my roommate. And so before I owned the console, uh, he had Smash Bros. And we would just constantly be playing that at his house or in his room. Yep. Did you play the uh, Nintendo 64 one? No, no. I feel like most people didn't. Like, I don't know. There, I, so uh, there was a, a Melee set up at my um, company. I feel like every tech company has a melee setup, but anyway, yep, yep, uh, yeah, it, it's such a thing. But anyway, um, they also had a Nintendo 64 setup, and there was people who were like diehard fans of that and would only play that. And that, this is another case of like you're either a melee person or you're a Nintendo 64 person, which I have I'm completely unable to understand because I just don't like that game that much. Um, I mean, melee, I, I have to, even though I love the game, I have to admit it's kind of broken in many ways. Like I think if they were to go in. Remake it today, uh, you know, there's a lot of balancing they could do, but the 64 one is well, just like broken beyond belief. Uh. I mean, I, I think that I think Melee may be broken for people who are like super into it, mm. but I think that for the casual person that like didn't go like hyper into the strategies and stuff, it, it was it was just a very fun game. Maybe that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. I also like the game. I talk about it all the time. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite games. So uh, I'm not going to... I wouldn't consider myself... I guess I would consider myself someone who's very into it. Probably not someone who's like championship level good or anything. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, it's hard to come back to Earth and, and say that it's not broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Melee was fantastic. I think actually Melee... Uh, like if you look at system sales and game sales, it was one of those games. It must have sold five million or something. I'm guessing. Like it just felt like one of the the uh, need to own games. So it pro- probably a significant people of a significant proportion of people that actually bought a GameCube went on to buy that game, right? Probably, yeah. Or, I mean, or maybe it's just that. No, I guess people aren't still buying it. They they are pirating it quite a bit now, aren't they? Or the I don't know if competitions. Maybe I feel like having like a genuine disc is still kind of a thing for a lot of those. Um, but it's definitely partially for the, the, like the fact that people are seeking it for competitions and stuff. Uh, it's so expensive now. Um, 
it's definitely, I mean, of course the ROMs and stuff are out there, so I'm sure people are doing that. I don't really know. Yeah. Good question. I'm, I'm trying to find sales information. I feel like it was like 5 million and the system was 22, which is one in four. I don't know. I feel like the whole story with GameCube actually was like the first party titles, right? Just because Nintendo had so much yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, issues getting third party support. But then well, of course, I, like always, Nintendo's first party part, uh, titles were really good. So if you own the system, that's your gateway to those games, right? Well, I mean, that's actually something that's surprising me looking through the, the list of top games. So, But just before I discuss that, so uh, Smash was the fastest selling GameCube game hmm. with 358,000 plus units sold the first week. Okay. Um, and so by the end, it's been estimated that at, at one point in time, 70% of all GameCube owners have owned it. 70%. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. But so that's actually one thing that was surprising me when I started looking through the list of GameCube games is like when you look at the Xbox, there's a very clear list of like first person shooters like Grand Theft Auto, like Ninja Gaiden, uh, car games, Star Wars games. Like there's a a good variety in in like at least the top 10. Mm -hmm. Then then in the top 20, we start getting into like a lot of NFL for the for the next 10 NFL games. But when you look at the GameCube, um, there's like, so the the top ten are Metroid, uh, sorry, Metroid Prime was number uh, one. Wow. Yep. Uh, Resident Evil Four, Legend mm-hmm. of Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Legend mm-hmm. of Zelda, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madden, uh, Soul Calibur, Beautiful Joe, more and NFL, Eternal Darkness, and then once you're at number eleven it starts becoming like, or I guess once you get to number 20, it's just like increasingly sports, like EA games. Really? Like that list was, really surprises me. What about like Mario Sunshine? Mario Sunshine was number 14, right huh. after Smash. I would have expected a top 10 list that was exclusively Nintendo. No, the, uh, close, but not quite... No, the the top five. No, not even the top five. I mean, number two like, is Resident Evil. Yeah, that was kind of. Sorry, what was number one? The top one was Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, and then the 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 three Zeldas I named were Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, and uh, the Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition, which was <laughs> a combination of Ocarina and Majora. It's funny that Twilight Princess was released for GameCube and Wii, and the GameCube version sold that well to be in their top 10 list yeah well actually to be fair i'm looking at metacritic i'm not, i'm looking at oh, the top okay. scores not the top uh, sales okay 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 now the list makes sense although metric prime i mean i liked that game i didn't love, I love it i really hated that game yeah that, that, that was like my final fantasy 8 for gamecube <laughs> i mean i didn't really hate it and i played it with people and it was interesting and kind of their approach had some unique things about it i thought I didn't fall in love with it. I didn't even finish it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> what did you hate? Well, to me, it was it was kind of the same problem with Zelda. Like, I really loved uh, Metroid 1 and Zelda 1, Metroid 2 and Zelda 2, Metroid 3 and Zelda 3. Like, I loved all six of those games. And then they made the move into 3D. And I did not embrace it at all. I did not enjoy Ocarina of Time. I did not enjoy Metroid Prime. Uh, I found the navigation so clunky going around in, in the 3D space. Uh, I found the the that era of 3D <laughs> graphics. Like the polygons were just so raw and crisp in a bad way. <laughs> you know, it's funny because you can revisit, or personally, I can revisit like really old 2D games. Even like Atari, like, yeah, it looks like shit. Yeah, it totally does. But it's it's almost got this like silly charm or something. But like early 3D games... I yeah. totally hear you. Like it's very hard to go back to. Like, PlayStation One has some gems in that in that area for sure. But um, it's funny. I, sorry, I don't know if you had a thought to finish. No, I mean, I, just with the Metroid game, it was, it was like I don't know. There's a combination of them learning how to make a 3D game, uh, and and even the music I didn't enjoy it at all. It was like much more like electronic uh, sort of stuff. Like I I don't know. 
I th- it's I guess it's not fair to complain about electronic music when the precursor was chiptunes, <laughs> which, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But the, it, I, I feel like the chiptunes uh, provoked the imagination in the same way that the pixel art did, mm-hmm. where you got to like kind of imagine whether these were guitars and stuff as opposed to it's clearly synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I, I'm not. I tried to avoid touching on that, but definitely at the time, to me, it was like, like I, I was having a lot of the same feelings. I guess like I was seeing all my beloved series move to 3D and never be the same. And then to me, they were effectively different games now. And so, if you didn't like the new version, that's it. You're done, right? Like even just look at Mario, right? I guess Mario kind of stuck with the like they they still make the 2D stuff. Um, but at the time, they weren't making that, right? It felt like this was what Mario was going to be from now on forever. And so if you didn't like yeah. Mario 64, if you didn't like Mario Sunshine, well, okay. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. your Mario game, your love of Mario games is done. Um, <laughs> for uh, for Metroid, I guess for me, it like I, it didn't even feel like Metroid anymore, right? Like now yeah. it's it's not even a Nintendo-developed game. Like I think they, yeah. they had it developed by some Australian company or something. It's almost uh, just like, here's yeah, the Texas. property. Sure, right? I mean, here's the property, which I don't even know that, like, with Metroid, the property is so much, like, what was, what made the games interesting to me? Like, I liked the cave exploring and power-up yeah. system and everything. Like, like I didn't really care about, like, Samus and her amazing story. Like, who cares? Yeah, I, I just yeah. didn't really care. And so to take that and have that be what is Metroid and have it just be this um, first-person game, to me, it was very, very, like, jarring like it didn't feel like a metro game at all it's totally zero yeah. um you know that said i guess uh we played partially through it at least i think i my friends played through it and i kind of was there for a lot of it um i, I don't know it was fine I, I, I wasn't in love with it i wouldn't defend it like everything you're saying kind of rings true with me i just didn't hate hate it i guess with 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 how much of the mechanics in that game was like scanning stuff and getting mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. i'm curious how big of an influence that had on like the whole modern walking sim <laughs> I mean, it was a popular game, so it definitely. I there must be some lingering influence in like the people that have since grown up and joined the industry and are, are making things. So it's very possible. Like I, I like there's <laughs> enough people playing making games these days where like it's a 3D first person game with like nothing except getting the story. That like maybe this was an influence for them. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe that's fine. Like I mean, you know what, Metroid Prime would have been great if they just didn't make you shoot at stuff. Yeah, right. You just <laughs> scan for story. You just have to find things to scan. Um, um, I, crap, I I had a thought along those lines. What were you about to say? I was about to say I don't even think you you didn't give your 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 GameCube list. No, so well, so yeah, the 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 three that I remember enjoying the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess this goes back to, well, okay. So the first, the first one is uh, metal gear solid, the twin snakes, um, which again, like I'm saying with the Xbox, the only one of the games I played was the, the metal gear. And I played that on PlayStation two. I feel like even though this is a remake of the original metal gear game that was, uh, or metal gear solid that was mm-hmm. on PlayStation one, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the good version. Interesting. Uh, I was sorely disappointed with twin snakes. I, I felt like the. It's been so long since I've played it that it's it's hard to give it a, a fair critique. But right. I feel like whatever it was that they had done with the the controls and stuff was just it felt a lot better to me, a lot more smooth. I have the same problem where I kind of can't remember. Uh, I I remember feeling like the controls were better, but something was a little off with with like the flavor or something like I remember playing through the first one on PlayStation and like loving every moment. And this one just, I mean, it's hard to recapture that spark, I guess, which is something, uh, it's not really fair, but like they changed the music, which I love the music in the original and Mm -hmm. they like, I don't know, just some of the parts just felt like more moody in the original. Maybe it was like that, like what I was just complaining about that shitty polygon (laughs) bullshit that the PlayStation was even better at, but like here it kind (laughs) of worked. I don't know. What what the hell am I talking about? But like, I just, maybe it was the music and I was pissy about that the most. (laughs) I don't know. It it wasn't my personal favorite take on the game, I guess. Yeah. So, so, you know, I only had the three games that, Mm. that I was putting into my favorites. And so twin snakes was one of them. And then the other two go back to what you were saying about like how, how every tech company had like the melee mm-hmm. uh, setup is like that. 
my roommate and I, we played tons of Smash. Uh, I, I later moved out and bought my own GameCube, and then my new roommate and I played tons of Smash. <laughs> uh, eventually, uh, when I finished college, I started bringing my GameCube to work, and we hooked it up to the projector in our meeting room, and we would play a little bit of Smash there. Uh, but then we also played uh, Double Dash. Yeah. Like every lunch, we played Double Dash. <laughs> I'd like quickly go to Subway, grab a sandwich, come back and play some Double Dash. Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that game. I liked it a lot, actually. I liked. Did you did you play the. Uh, I don't want to get too off topic. Did you play the uh, the DS one? No. The DS one is considered i think by many to be the best uh mario kart or one of the best and it was basically double dash kind of refined a little bit nice. um and so that's the one where my heart kind of goes i guess if i think of like my favorite mario kart but definitely the gamecube one uh got a lot of things right i like that game a lot uh it's not super off topic because we got a little bit of time left and ds is the next system on our list indeed indeed uh, well let me touch on my my gamecube uh, uh memories then i guess um definitely melee i mean i still play smash brothers melee now so i mean that's obviously my favorite game in the system um you did you say you hated wind waker i've never tried wind waker i was too opinionated to give it a shot at the time uh, <laughs> and i just really did not enjoy the 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 look of the fake hand-drawn animation <laughs> you know this is uh this is the one that the creators actually thought was closest to their original vision yeah I don't know about the like the specifics of the animation or whatever, but certainly the kind of like the the way the character was portrayed and so forth. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I was going to animation school at the time, and I was like getting brainwashed by all of the all of the animators who weren't into games; they were into film, and I was just like, "No, Disney is the way to go." And uh, <laughs> and it's like as I'm seeing all these beautiful Joes and and Wind Waker and stuff that's coming out with tune shading i was just like look how trash that is compared to hand-drawn animation how can how can they deign to try to kill our industry <laughs> awesome <laughs> um i mean i didn't i didn't have that perspective i guess um, <laughs> i found the game i didn't love 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 it to death but i enjoyed it i mean i would certainly call it out as like a favorite amongst the gamecube titles um it's funny you mentioned beautiful joe i actually forgot about that one that was fun kind of i guess but it was very i would call it like a groundbreaking game just like with what gamecube had to offer it was a cool addition to the collection to have beautiful joe beautiful joe which was you know this fun platformer i guess yeah. um but anyway yeah okay why don't we just head into ds land then sure sure um so yeah i guess you enjoyed mario kart a lot for that it's weird because DS is like a system I had and a system I played a whole bunch of games for and a system that I remember fondly. But I, it's like maybe there's like just kind of less particular standout titles for me. Mm. Um, and so I would definitely call out Mario Kart. Like me and my wife, there's like many, 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 many nights we just play Mario Kart for like four hours or something insane. And she's actually very good at the game. It's one of the games she plays. Um, and like it's it's a really good iteration in the Mario Kart series. It's a very good uh, like the the multiplayer is very good. I mean, it's it kind of sucks. You need two cartridges, two systems. That typical um, mm -hmm. portable multiplayer uh, bullshit you had to deal with at the time with uh, like DS, 3DS, whatever. I guess it's kind of still that way. Anyway, whatever. Um, but actually, no, DS was the that was neat. You you could do it with one cartridge, um, but the person who didn't have the cartridge in the system kind of got the degraded experience where they're forced to choose one specific character. <laughs> and I, maybe that, maybe that was it. We eventually acquired two cartridges and then it was way more fun. I remember that, but um, definitely uh, the Mario Kart game was a lot of fun. Um, if I recall, I feel like you weren't a huge fan of the, the Castlevanias for the system. Is that, is that, am I remembering um, that right? I personally I, liked them a lot. I, so. No, um, I mean, I have to remind myself which ones were exclusively DS. Because, I didn't know they were on multiple systems. Well, because it, it could play Game Boy Advance games. Oh, okay. And, and I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. And then I've recently played some on the 3DS, so I don't completely <laughs> it's all remember. blurring together. I yeah. remember it was kind of obvious. Um, I feel like the jump, excuse me, the jump from uh, Game Boy Advance to DS was fairly big, like graphically and stuff. And so... I played them all in order and I played the Game Boy Advance ones and enjoyed them. And then the DS one was like, whoa, it's all like so, 
cartoony so and I, crazy. Yeah, so I never played Dawn of Sorrow. Um, oh, really? I, I Dawn wasn't of Sorrow a fan. Was I wasn't a fan of Aria of Sorrow. Hmm. So I felt like I'm not really excited to to get into more of the same period. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, I I had Order of Ecclesia and Portrait of Ruin both on my two playlists, like basically since they were new, and I never played them until like two years ago, hmm. um, or I guess it was last year. Um, and I, I enjoyed them both. I, th- I thought they were both excellent. Um, I think I. Th- it's hard to remember which was which. I think Order of Ecclesia... That's the problem with the whole series, to be honest. It's kind of... It does blur together. The Game Boy Advance ones blur together for me. Yeah. Well, I think Portrait of Ruin was interesting. It's like you've got two characters and you can switch between them. Right. And, and it it actually was a pretty interesting game. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Hmm. Order of Ecclesia, the way that started off, I really didn't enjoy it because it was just like brutal difficulty. Remind me which was which. I'm <laughs> so Order of Ecclesia is, I think, the first one where you're a character that doesn't have a whip, right? Um, okay. And so you're you're a. a, a I, I mean, I feel like this was kind of the precursor to the the Bloodborne game because you're a female character who's like trying to. Uh, you've been like experimented on by alchemists, and and you have to go through and kind of figure out how to. I don't know, save humanity or something. You know, it's funny. I really enjoyed the games, but I just vaguely, vaguely remember them. I mean, when did they come out? It was like 2001, 2002, like early 2000s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember the, like, I remember playing them. I remember, like, I can envision playing them in this, the way the game played. I just don't remember the story or the characters. One of them had Soma, right? Yeah. And then yeah, Soma that's, came that's, back. That's that's the Sora game, Sora games. Yeah. 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 I remember um, those ones a little more. So Portrait of Ruin was pretty good. It was like a vampire who was, uh, you know, had magic that involved portraits. So you, you could, or painting. Yeah. So you could go into the paintings and you, you actually fought Richter at one point, I think, to like unlock the power of the whip because you weren't a true Belmont. <laughs> um, uh, Order of Ecclesia, I've seen that compared to Dark Souls where it was just like had really brutal difficulty. So it, it didn't feel that fun to me because I, I ended up spending some of the early game just like grinding to level my character up so that I could take more damage. Yeah, that's never fun. Um, I it, It's but, weird. But I've, I think you said blood, Bloodborne. Did you mean Bloodstained? Uh, well, I, no, I said Bloodstained. Yeah, I meant Bloodstained. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bloodstained Ritual of the Night. The new yeah. Igarashi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- what I was about to say is I feel like I've always been a really late adopter with everything. Mm-hmm. Like the GameCube was interesting for me because like my roommate had that. And so I was able to play it kind of at the time through that. But then when I got around to buying it, it was kind of the PlayStation 3 was already coming out. So it ended up being like I I mostly played Double Dash and mostly played... Um, melee just over and over and over at work mm-hmm. and and i know ne- i didn't really get into too many of the things like so it, it's kind of interesting i did the same with uh the ds where i i didn't get it at a time where anyone else was using it so i never got to play like any of the multiplayer like mario kart stuff hmm. uh, so i used it largely for uh single player experiences like uh, i ended up picking up fire emblem shadow dragon which i think was like a remake of one of the originals right um and and i love that like that i think was my introduction to fire emblem not on the game boy advance okay um but what i was using it for a lot by that point was um homebrew stuff um i didn't have a, a mobile phone or anything so i remember i had this the ds at around the time when i was graduating and because of homebrew i was able to uh whatever i wanted on it so uh, if i was ever on an airplane i would read ebooks on the on ds, the DS. <laughs> wow awesome. um like i used that as i think a music player you um, reminded me i bought a it wasn't a homebrew thing it was like an official release but i actually bought like a library book or something and it yeah. had a bunch of like books on it and i've done that which is really funny like on a plane <laughs> like reading books on the ds anyway yeah. sorry and 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 the same with my uh 
job like because i worked as an animator like part of getting a job is having a demo reel mm -hmm. more so than a, a resume and i remember putting my demo reel onto my ds <laughs> and like sh i went on a, a, a trip at one point and was like showing people or maybe it wasn't a trip maybe it was just like a, a, a an industry event but i remember pulling my ds out of my pocket and showing my demo reel to people on that that um, is incredibly awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and then there was an app that you could actually buy for the homebrew, which later became officially released on the 3DS called Colors. Okay. And it was a, a like a painting app that you could use the stylus for, and you could paint stuff, and it would actually like keep track of your brushstrokes so that when you were done, you could watch a time lapse of what you had painted. Oh, neat. Yeah. Okay. So it's like that was the primary use that I got out of my DS was like the homebrew stuff. I didn't have that experience, but I think that's really cool. Like, I actually think that's really cool. We, uh, so my friend and I were really excited about DS and we bought it like as soon as it came out. I think we got it, we like imported it when it was only out in Japan. We were so excited about it. Um, and then I, I bought the light version when it came out. Like it was a big system for me, actually. Um, it would be weird not to mention, so I'll just mention it. There was a, a Mahjong game for DS um, <laughs> called Yakuman DS, and I played the shit out of that game. I mean, like, if I was to list games that I've put the most hours in across, like, all of game history, definitely that's one of them. And so that was kind of a big game for me. I, I, I guess I'd call it a favor. Like, I liked it, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I got it with the DS and just played the shit out of it. Um, uh Another thing I'll mention, I, I'm curious, did you play the DS Zeldas? Yeah. Um, so I, I, can't, I can't, again, remember because the two systems kind of blend together, whether it's DS or 3DS. Um, which ones are you talking about specifically? The 3DS Zelda is the, um, the sequel to Link to the Past. Yeah, I, really, I, I played that one. And I that was good. Everyone loved that one, right? Um, most people anyway. The... DS, oh, no, that was DS Phantom one. Hourglass, and yes, and the train one. I played Phantom Hourglass and really didn't enjoy it, and so I just didn't bother with Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks, that was what it was called. Yeah, uh, I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> Which one was first? I think it was. Um, uh, was I think it was Phantom Hourglass? It was first, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, and to me, the game didn't make sense. Like it was very obvious they were just taking Zelda and smashing it into this like ds world and so they had to use all the gimmicks since so you had to touch the screen and blow on things and stuff and i really disliked the controls and i really disliked everything about the game but it felt like an experiment in a way like it felt like a clumsy attempt to i guess encourage people to use the ds features or maybe at the time they they thought that the ds features like the touch screen and stuff were so novel that like the game would be fun yeah. so okay got it hated the game whatever but then they made a sequel with the same controls and stuff it just blew yeah. my mind like I, I guess other people must have enjoyed it because they made the sequel but to me to make two of these games was just crazy i was always grumpy that they never made um a sequel to uh link to the past i mean yeah i know they made link between worlds but super nintendo was the only system that didn't get two zeldas <laughs> and mm. i really thought that the super nintendo zelda was such an excellent game they could have made another one and so it was really weird to me that they made a single super nintendo zelda but then they made two of those miserable, awful DS ones. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'd call that out as games that I played through them for some reason, but I totally hated. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, we completely ignored the Zelda on GameCube that uh, I played recently, which was Twilight Princess. Again, um, that's that's a Wii game to me. It came yeah. out in the Wii era. I, I, I remember it was on GameCube, but anyway, if you want to call it out as a GameCube game. Well, what's interesting is uh, the GameCube version is the official version. Because, Are you sure? I remember yeah. it, was a, it was a big title for Wii. Like, wasn't it a It was a title? big title. And yeah, it was. Um, but the interesting thing is that the Wii version is uh, a mirror version of the GameCube version. Because okay. Link is left-handed and he uses his sword with his left hand. And for whatever reason, they decided that that was not acceptable for people to use the, the nunchucks and control like sword with his uh, left hand. So they, they switched it so that people could use the right hand. <laughs> and so they mirrored everything in the game. They, they mirrored the, the animation and the levels, everything. They probably, so I've heard that. I have heard that. I, I, they probably, it's probably because 
since the majority of people are right-handed, they figured that's the one people want to shake the stick with, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've heard of, like, when you say it's official, is that like some Nintendo stance or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know about the Nintendo stance. I don't think they gave a crap one way or the other. That's why they just mirrored it. Um, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but, the, but the fan version is that the GameCube one is is the best one. Um, supposedly, the controls are a lot better uh, as well. well. Yeah, I mean, it came out after, if I recall. So I feel like, like to me, in my mind, it's like a Wii game that came out for Wii and was a big deal at the time. And all the people who actually bought Wii, which there were many, many, they now had their own Zelda and it was awesome. But for people who don't have Wii, here's this GameCube version. And now I feel like, opinion-wise, like people tend to accept that that's the better version. There was other things about it people liked, I think. The buttons got re- got like mapped in a way that made it much easier to control, etc. cetera. Yeah. Is, is that the one you played? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so so part of it is that you've got like complete camera control on the GameCube. Mm. Uh, so like I'm seeing why why the GameCube version is better. The map is oriented correctly. You have complete camera control. Combat controls are more precise, and you don't have to worry about any potential control confusion if you're left-handed. Yeah. Uh, the Wii version's better because the archery hookshot controls are more precise. The roll goal mini game and fishing mini game control better. And you're able to, games. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're able to uh, equip three items at a time instead of two, and it supports sixteen by nine. Okay. Um. I mean, I don't know. I to me the Wii game again was like, I never really understood the shaking the controller to swing the sword. Like, why not just press a button, right? Like, it, you know, me with like input lag and stuff. Like, it just felt strictly inferior to have this weird system. Because I mean, of yeah. course, it's delayed, right? You need the the game to recognize the gesture and then swing the sword and so as you swung the the um wiimote like link wasn't in sync with what you were doing it's especially like now that it's 2021 and we have vr games and stuff and they they sync really well like you can see your own hand swinging an object around in real time to go back and play the wii game and swing and wait for link to basically see or wait for the system to see that you've swung and then link swings like just give me a button what's the difference right it doesn't it doesn't make me feel like I'm swinging a sword. Um, and I yeah. felt that way at the time. And so this was another case of, in my opinion, Nintendo taking one of their flagship series and like jamming a gimmick in to align with with the hardware releases they had. And so I never really liked that. I would have totally accepted the GameCube version, personally. Yeah, um, yeah. Zelda was something that kind of, between the Super Nintendo and uh, the 3DS was kind of just like, a nothing series, in my opinion. <laughs> nothing series. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm a less of a Zelda fan than a great majority, I would say, almost of uh, of people of Nintendo fans, especially. Um, I really, really, really liked. Actually, I guess we align here. I really liked the the start of the series, like the first, I guess, four games. Um, yeah. One, two, and then uh, links Link to the Past, and then uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah, and I kind of—I mean, I liked Wind Waker. I definitely liked Wind Waker, um, but I didn't like love, love it. I, I feel like you've been a proponent of uh, the uh, the Oracle games too. Yeah, yeah, those were good. I, I, I mean, I don't know. A lot of the Zelda fans—they're like in love with like the music and the characters and everything. Like the Oracle games were fun, but yeah. I didn't find them particularly memorable in that way. Like I wouldn't buy an art book, and I wouldn't buy like I wouldn't like posters on the wall or anything they were just yeah. fun games they were actually really fun games yeah yeah i'll give them a, a good good score in my book where, where you were talking about the the mario games kind of uh being dead uh, like if you didn't like uh, mario 64 mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's where they did uh, kind of redeem themselves with the uh the ds was when they uh, created new super mario bros <laughs> yeah. and, and it got to go back to the 2d games i remember that and i remember them coming out with it and i I feel like if they had gone and released something like that in like 1998, 1999, like at the time the mood was so like, you know, 3D is is normal, 2D is that old stuff, get out of here, right? Um, And yet when they came out with Mario for the DS, it felt very welcome. Like a lot of people were just like, oh, it's Mario again, sweet. And probably I'm assuming that the success of that title is why we still have platforming Mario games. Yeah. I guess that's your signal that uh, we're done for the day, huh? That's my, uh, yeah, too bad that <laughs> gets picked up. You know, this stupid thing, I downloaded this app on my phone that beeps every hour just because, I don't know, it, it actually, for a lot of people, I can see that being annoying, but for me, it helps with my work day and just knowing when things are going. And right. it, you can't mute it. It just will not mute. It doesn't nice. mute with the phone. So uh, 
it goes off in theaters and stuff. I should like really shut my phone off, but yeah, yeah we're on the hour, man. Nice. Yeah. Nice indeed. Um, yeah, there's not, there's not a whole lot else I have left to say on that. Just that, uh, the new super Mario bros was like my kid's introduction kind of to tomorrow playing Mario. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I think Mario Odyssey was his first introduction, really. Like, we played mm-hmm. a lot of that, and, and he played as Cappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he he was, like, too intimidated by the 3D controls and, and moving Mario around through 3D space. But uh, New Super Mario Bros. is, I think, maybe not even the first one that he played. I think we tried Mario 2, Doki Doki Panic. Oh, wow. um, and And he loved it conceptually. But it was a harder game, mm. uh, and he wasn't able really to do anything before losing all his lives. Right. Whereas New Super Mario Bros, it was easier, like distinctly easier. You collected tons of coins and gained yeah. lots of lives, and there was lots Indeed. of like giant powers and mini powers and stuff that he was able to actually start playing through. That that was the one that he was excited to start playing through and and suffering through death <laughs> enough to. <laughs> persevere learn a thing or two did you was it specifically the uh the ds one because yeah. it's a series now right oh yeah okay. yeah he's he's played them too uh like yeah. he he really enjoyed that one on ds and then the sequel on 3ds um the three of us as a family made it through uh the new super mario bros you wii u deluxe or whatever it's called <laughs> i was just about to say there's actually a pretty good one on wii u yeah Yes, uh, we actually mentioned that in a previous podcast there because that, that's one of the like family games that we played where all three of us were playing it simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. I played it a little with my kids. Um, my wife didn't play. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. that's mostly what I got for DS was just like I, I really enjoyed the, the the late game aspect of being able to just pick up some of the, the finer titles as opposed to being there. <laughs> They they didn't offer rentals for that, did they? DS, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like, like, at that era for me, GameStop was a big deal. Or it was like, is it still a big deal? I don't know. But like at the time, it was like everyone would go to GameStop and buy used games or trade their games in. And you know, where's the let's let's hit the local GameStop, man. Like yeah. it was a thing still, kind of at least for me. Yeah. And so I don't remember renting DS games, but I do remember picking up a lot of used DS games. Yeah. So that was still kind of a thing. Yeah. That, that to me was kind of the saddest part about that era was like a lot of these games I'm seeing came out 2005, 2006, 2008, 11 and stuff. I think like 2011 was around the time Blockbuster disappeared. Yeah. By the time Blockbuster disappeared, I think I was kind of out of the, the rental uh, thing. I mean, growing up, renting was from like the local convenience store, which wasn't a yeah. Blockbuster, uh, and it was long gone. <laughs> yeah. And Blockbuster was, I don't know, I, I guess I just didn't have that attachment to Blockbuster a lot of people had. Um, that's, that's, that's where I did most of my gaming through college was renting stuff. Specifically from Blockbuster? Yeah, I mean, there was a Blockbuster, uh, when I was in residence, it was across the street, and then when I was in an apartment, it was like at the bo- bottom of my building. Oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. I had a lot of friends who seemed to have a lot of money in college, which was weird to me since that was the poorest time of my life by far. Yeah. But um, they would just buy whatever game, and so I'd just go play whatever game with them. Uh, so I had actually like a lot of access to to games that way instead of renting. Yeah, weird. I don't know. All right. Well, we managed uh, much more productivity with this. Three whole systems. Yeah, three whole systems. Ba-bam. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Has anything changed with what you're playing right now? Um, I... I'm trying to think, actually. We played some uh, Mario Galaxy 2, which, no, like we've been playing the game forever, but I just put it away for a while. Um, and uh, we pulled it back out, and we're at the very last stage, I think, or the last galaxy, I guess. Um, and it was fun. I, I kind of don't know why I put it away for so long. I think I put it away to play Final Fantasy Nine which I have since put away. And so um, I will probably finish Mario Galaxy. We play with the kids. They like it. So, that, I, I, Yeah, I'm still playing familiar games, but I, that just, just does remind me with the GameCube. Like, I never played the Mario Galaxy or Mario Sunshine back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really turned off Mario after Mario 64. Um, and then, so I think 
uh, Mario Odyssey would have been the first 3D Mario that I had played since then. Yep. And Mario Odyssey is an amazing game. Like they've, it's it's a really really incredibly well done game. And so since then, and we bought the Galaxy and uh, Sunshine on on Switch, and have gone back and my kids tried to play it. And I can I can definitely see how it's evolved. Like there's so many similar things in Odyssey that Odyssey clearly does better. That I can understand kind of why there may have been appeal back then, but it's also like really tough going back to those because mechanically they are inferior to Odyssey. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll have an opinion when I play Odyssey, but having not played Odyssey, I'm I'm in the other boat where I don't, I don't feel like what I'm missing, if you will, like assuming there's, there's something there. Um, So to to me, galaxy is fine. I mean, if, if it's, Good. It's kind of like if you played Mario three as your first Mario game and then going you back go back to the one. first one. <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, it was a great game when it came out, but comparatively speaking, it's not as good as Mario three. And if you were saying this to someone who never played Mario three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually I, it sounds like you didn't like Mario sixty four. I don't know. I no. yeah, I find Mario sixty four hard to go back to, but at the time I enjoyed it. And then I played Sunshine and thought it was okay, but Galaxy I really liked, and so I, I'm feeling that progression as as I play through the series. So I'll have to we'll have to revisit it when I get to Odyssey, I guess. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I guess uh, I guess that's probably where we draw the line for the day. Bam! All right, man. Well, I'm gonna go back to bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I feel like that's how we end the videos now. We're like, good morning, Matt, and then at the end you're like, I'm going back to bed. That's. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being truthful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's well, the time the the reality of being in being three time zones away, I guess. Yeah. Well, you, you as as always, th- thank you for uh, waking up and <laughs> spending your morning with me. You're welcome. With all of us. I'm at the best. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Cue uh, joke about having no audience. (laughs) Someday someday we'll be laughing about the fact we used to laugh about having no audience. That'll be it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Until next time, brother. All right. Cheers. See ya.